0: Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey everybody, it's Gene Marks and welcome back to Thrive. On today's episode, uh, we're talking to Derek Ellington. Derek is the head of small business banking at Wells Fargo. And um, I had a specific a few specific questions to ask Derek, first of all, about his years in banking. And, um, you know, what what kind of qualifications he uses when they're evaluating uh, potential small business loans, giving out to small business owners, and, you know, the general challenges facing small businesses, his clients that he sees out there as customers. So we talked a little bit about that. Plus, Wells Fargo um, has introduced, um, they've actually got two uh, you know, big programs going on. But one of them in particular we talked about is called Hope USA, where they've been going into 16 communities and providing resources and funding to help beautify the communities. So I live in Philly, and I even see on the ads locally on, on TV, um, the 52nd Street corridor in Philadelphia, um, as well as Fargo come in there and um, do a bunch of uh, projects to make the whole neighborhood look a lot nicer. So if your business is in one of those 16 communities, that might be something of interest to you. Before we talk to Derek, let me just say that if if you have any topics or guests that you would like to suggest for the show or any comments as well please visit us at payx.me forward slash thrive topics that's me forward slash thrive topics and that way uh give us all your feedback and your information and suggestions anybody or any topic that you think might help run your business uh we'll definitely consider it and we will jump in and speaking of jumping in Let's talk to Derek. Uh, Derek, first of all, thank you for joining me. I'm a Wells Fargo customer. So thank you for your services. Um, Happy to have you on board. Um, So first of all, uh, let's start with your job first. What what does your job entail being a head of small business banking? Like what is your tell us what your day is?
1: Sure. Thank you, Gene. And first, I just want to say thank you one for being a Wells Fargo customer. And thank you for the opportunity to be on the show with you today. Sure, sure. And uh, you're you're right. I'm very fortunate uh, today to be the head of small business banking at Wells Fargo. And and what that means is I'm responsible for the end-to-end client experience for more than 3.2 million clients uh, nationally that are small businesses, uh, just like many of those uh, tuning into the show today that are... Very interested in starting uh, a business uh, from an idea to um, stabilizing a business, uh, expanding a business, maybe even um, talking through opportunities to take their business beyond anything that they've imagined individually. And they want to speak with a team like ours to reimagine. Uh, particularly in this environment, what their business might uh, become in order to continue to operate uh, in today's environment. So it's an exciting role. It's a tremendous amount of responsibility, but it's also a great time to be a small business uh, in America. And we're thrilled to support so many small businesses nationally.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about one of the programs that Wells Fargo um, is doing, but before we even get to that, I mean, you're right, um, you, you talk about it, is it a great time to be a small business? Um, you know, there are so many numbers that are coming up to me, you know, right now, there has been an unprecedented number of startups um, because of COVID uh, over the past two years, really. Um, into Intuit, you, know, you know, the guys that do QuickBooks, uh, they just had like a study that they're predicting 17 million more small businesses will start in 2022 which is kind of, there's only 30 million small businesses in the country. So that sounded like a big number. But a lot of them are gig workers, freelancers, you know, so I I get it. You know, a lot of people doing that kind of work. Um, You know, you and I are talking now, it's the very beginning of 2022. We still have Omicron going on all around us. um, But we're hopefully seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. What do you see with your small business customers, Derek? I mean, are we, you know, are you feeling optimism? Do you, are people complaining about? high prices and lack of labor and challenges. I mean, t- tell me what you're hearing from your small business customers as we're starting off the year.
1: Sure, great question, Gene. And, and really to set the stage and remind everybody, uh, as you mentioned of the just over 30 million uh, businesses in America, 99% of those total businesses in America are small businesses. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you think about that, Uh, again, 99% of all businesses being represented by small businesses at Wells Fargo, we have uh, put the mantra out there that small business is big business. And the reason for that is it's a critical part of the economy in the US. And you are right, we're seeing a tremendous uh, number of new starts where folks have had time uh, at home during the pandemic, They've had a, a great idea, but they really haven't committed the time or resources until now to flesh that idea out and really get going. And we're seeing uh, a tremendous number of those business starts right. and um, and great acceleration around a number of those starts uh, across our footprint.
0: Derek, this podcast is listened to uh, and watched by a lot of Paychex customers and Paychex customers because they're using paychecks means that they have employees. So they're not necessarily startup companies, they're, you know, they're, they're somewhat established, they've been, you know, they, they've been around at least long enough to be able to hire people and, uh you know, and, and scale a little bit. So, you know, you know, as we headed to 2022, there, there is going to be a continuing need for capital. I'm, as head of small business banking, what and this is like a dis, a disqualification kind of question, you know, when you meet a prospective small business, somebody who comes to you at Wells Fargo and says like, "Hey, we're really looking for financing for our business. Can you help us?" You know, tell me in your opinion, all of your years of banking, what are some of the red flags that would come to your mind if you're talking to me and I'm asking you like, "Hey, Derek, I want you know, I, I I'm really interested in financing, and and you're finding out information about me and my business. What red flags would come up in your mind that would make you say like, ah?" I don't think this guy is going to be a good candidate for traditional bank financing. You know, I I think our listeners would be interested in knowing what your thoughts were on that. Is
1: that okay? It's a, it's a great question, uh, Gene, and and my response to that is one that um, the the only thing that would cause concern for me in uh, the opportunity that someone uh, would would have a dim- diminished success rate is if. Like anything that we do in life, um, we, we haven't thought through the preparation, right? Because in accessing capital, oftentimes 90% or more of the success uh, potential lies in the preparation. And that is treating your business the same way, in many cases, you treat your health, in uh, having a relationship with a physician. Um, getting proper guidance and advice and diagnosing what your body needs. What well, is the same in accessing capital? Um, one, it's very important that uh, a business applicant uh, have financial information on their business readily available. And sometimes when I encounter individuals that, that really don't have documented financial information, that's going to make it very, very challenging uh, to engage with a capital provider and and have a successful opportunity. Uh, But again, if they've prepared tax returns, they prepared maybe a financial statement through a provider, uh, a CPA, um, then that increases the chances of Uh, the evaluator having quality information uh, to evaluate the operations of the business. And then also that the business has been operating uh, in a net positive. And that just simply meaning that there are more funds coming in than there are funds going out and that the business owner has retained some level of cash reserves either personally or in the business to support uh, the repayment of um, some type of capital. Uh, And beyond that, there are other grants available. There Mm -hmm. are things beyond a loan, because a lot of times folks think of accessing capital as just being access to loans. But the great thing about being a small business right now in America is there are a lot of great uh, grants that are out there to help small businesses survive and thrive during this very challenging time if those business owners apply in the right uh, areas to access that capital.
0: Which brings me um, and dovetails into a, a real you know, topic for this conversation, which is Hope USA. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about it. But first, let me let me ask you to, to explain what Hope USA is.
1: Sure. Um, we're excited here at Wells Fargo to, to launch our HOPE USA initiative. And that initiative uh, really is one that has focused on about 16 different uh, shopping districts throughout the United States where uh, predominantly those shopping districts are in minority uh, business districts. Uh, and we've worked with local nonprofits in those Uh, minority shopping districts to go in and work with uh, nonprofits to identify contractors to help us do painting, help us do repairs to the facades of many of the businesses in those shopping districts. And uh, in some cases, we've uh, added beautiful murals to beautify those shopping districts and really restore some hope in those communities. And Get people excited about going back into those districts and investing in them, because as we know, the small businesses in many cases in those districts define those communities, and they've been there for a long time, and they play a critical role in supporting uh, all activities in those geographies. So it's been very successful to uh, a very successful venture, and uh, great to see the transformation that's occurred in those 16 communities uh, across the country where, again, we've gone in, worked with local nonprofits, made the investments, uh, really made a difference in beautifying uh, those geographies and and welcoming back in a lot of shoppers to invest uh, in the services and the goods uh, in those areas. It's been a great success.
0: So one of those one of those areas are in in Philly, actually, where I live, uh, Derek, so in West Philadelphia is one of one of the areas and, um, and Wells Fargo has been running ads on TV as well, kind of promoting that. I mean, they've been highlighting some of the business owners that have participated in the program. So is that first of all, is that is that part of the deal? Like if you participate in the program, um, you, you can you know, get some PR and marketing like that for your business?
1: Well, I'd say the biggest thing is like in West Philadelphia along the 52nd Street corridor, you know um, <laughs> for us, you know, mm-hmm. there was a tremendous opportunity, right, to yeah. to really zero in on that community and businesses, again, that have served uh, a vital role in that community. So it's good investment from our standpoint, and it serves living our purpose because when we're there for small businesses when they need us the most we are living our purpose
0: right do you have to be in that specific area like say i'm a business owner um it, somewhere else i'm using philadelphia as an example but this can be in any one of the communities you've chosen but you've got to be in that specific geographic area correct um
1: that is correct
0: This does not different than some other programs that we talked about on this podcast or that I've written about elsewhere. This doesn't seem to be like a minority thing. It doesn't seem to be like a, you know, a a color of skin thing. It seems to be more of just it's a geography thing. So it's open to all businesses that are in that, you know, in that community, um, which is great. And so just drill me down on say i am running a bodega or a cafe or you know or or a store a retail store in west philly on the 52nd street yes. Court or whatever um what, what's the deal with the program like how much money do i get who comes Do you guys just swoop in and do it are you out there and you know painting you know the outsides or um or are you just providing me funding as a business owner to go and hire people can you can you talk a little bit about the particulars how it
1: works Sure, Gene. I mean, great question. And the first thing I'd say is that in those 16 specific geographies, um, the key mechanism is us identifying a, a strong, engaged local nonprofit. Yeah. And in the case of that 52nd Street, we worked with the Enterprise Center. And the Enterprise Center is a nonprofit, again, that's very engaged in that geography. And we direct the businesses to work with the enterprise center and they're terrific partners in bringing in the resources, identifying the the businesses that will participate in our programming and ensuring that they carry things all the way through to completion. So, uh, you know, but that's just one program. I mean, I'd say more broadly, Uh, You know, when the pandemic hit, I mean, we stood up our open for business fund as well, Gene, which was a $420 million fund that was funded completely from the gross receipts from our PPP fund fees. So we took 100% of our PPP fund fees and uh, redeployed those right back into supporting Small businesses, helping them keep their doors open, helping them expand, helping them thrive, and that again is done in partnership with uh, local nonprofits. Like in, for example, just a few weeks ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, we announced a $20 million commitment through the Foundation for the Carolinas that's going to benefit about 1,000 small businesses. In the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And it's from startups all the way through businesses that are expanding. Hmm. So again, it covers all stages hmm. a small business might be in. And again, the idea was to provide funding that would reach a lot of business. So we're, we're targeting approximately a thousand businesses that will be positively impacted by that $20 million commitment.
0: And again, this is Hope USA. This the, the this funding is coming
1: through. Is that correct? Well, that program is actually called Different. our open for business fund. Right. So it, Hope USA has been a continuation from right. uh, the efforts we had with our Open for Business Fund. And again, another example, right, of many we're doing to impact as many small businesses as possible.
0: Got it. So there's the open for business fund, which is really funding for businesses of small businesses of a certain size, up to a certain size. Um, Whereas the Hope USA is um, help and assistance for beautifying your business or, you know, taking an area, community and making it more amenable for customers to come in and and shop and and all of that. Um, And as far as getting information about, you know, either both, you know, Open for Business or Hope USA, I mean, first of all, you can Google Hope USA, Wells Fargo, right? That's easy enough. Um, Is
1: there a specific website for Hope USA? Yes, I would encourage folks to go to our Wells Fargo okay. uh, website and you will be able to quickly access uh, more detail on the HOPE USA um, initiative uh, and also uh, see information about some of our other support mechanisms uh, for small businesses. So that's why I would direct them there first, um, because they may find uh, far more resources beyond just these specific programs.
0: Fair enough. So, um, Derek, how long, how long have you been with Wells Fargo yourself?
1: Yes, I recently joined Wells Fargo a few months ago. Um, I've had 28 years in the industry though, uh, working with businesses of all sizes. I couldn't be more excited right now to be working with small businesses though, because we've seen unprecedented support uh, from government Uh, the Mm. ppp program worked uh very effectively in saving Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses and enabling them to survive uh this terrible uh pandemic uh and then you've seen come alongside that a lot of support uh from the private sector as well like wells fargo uh, that's that's added to uh supporting our small businesses which again i said earlier are ninety nine percent of all businesses in America?
0: Fair enough. You know, you joined with with twenty eight years of experience. Um, you know, you know the communities that have suffered the most during COVID and before COVID. A lot of those problems aren't going to go away. Um, these programs are great, providing funding for some of these businesses, providing beautification in their you know in their neighborhoods or whatever. You know, I, I, I'm curious what you think. What more you think? Corporations, you know, banks like a Wells Fargo could be doing in the future, you know? I mean, um, yeah, I I, I, ne- I, never thought it was just like throwing money at these business owners or or printing up their name. Neighbor- I mean, it's good th- to do that stuff, but there's gotta be more to, to help because we know that minority business owners, black owned businesses in particular, um, are significantly behind the eight ball when they're compared to their white counterparts, let alone even Latino and Asian. And I'm, I'm just, I'm curious after being 28 years in the industry, what you think, what more needs to be done going forward that you even hope, you know, companies like Wells Fargo would would consider.
1: Sure, um, I would say, Gene, the number one opportunity in our industry uh, for all uh, financial institutions and even non-traditional uh, uh, financial providers to do to help uh, minority businesses in particular is create an environment where, um, all of our business owners can have access to um, having a banker, just like we all have a physician, okay? And, and no matter where you are uh, along the spectrum in uh, developing your small business, you need advice yep. and you need to come in and uh, either virtually sit down with a banker or physically sit down with a banker, talk about your business understand what's going on among uh, competitors and peers in your industry group, Uh, understand the trends around what's changing that you need to be certain you've changed, uh, again, to move to where the cheese is now so that you give your business the best support mechanisms for not only surviving but thriving as your, your environment will constantly change. But building those types of environments where the dialogue can take place, the recommendations can be transferred back and forth, and then there's an open door for ongoing discussions that that really is what makes a tremendous difference in businesses continuing to sustain success is having that dialogue with a banker on a regular basis.
0: You know, I, I spoke just a couple of weeks ago, just recently with um, a guy named Lee Henderson, who's the, um, he's a partner in charge of the private uh, private practice group for EY, for Ernst & Young. And, um, and they have a program where they're helping minority small business owners as well. And, you know, one of the things that he, it's similar to what you just said, uh, was saying the, it's, it's so important to have a network. Yes. You know, you know, and, you know, I find that minority business owners in particular, um, they, they, They've got their own small community, but they they don't reach out outside of their community, you know. And I yes. think about a guy like me who grew up in Philadelphia. I have a network of people all over the place, you know. I'm yes. a CPA, and that's just the way, because that's just that that's my background, you know what I mean? And that's that's yes. what happened. Um, so I I guess you know you you what is needed more probably from from organizations like Wells Fargo is to provide that network to help those business owners. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I, I totally agree. And again, just like they're seeing their physician, yep. they would see their banker, get that advice, continue to evolve. And the banker is going to always be able to introduce them to similar companies in their industry that in many cases, they've never met. I, I can think of an example recently where um, I worked with uh, an individual that operated a number of uh, McDonald's restaurants, mm. and there was a a, a gentleman uh, who operated uh, a number of Five guy restaurants, mm-hmm. and they were they lived in the same community, and they had never met each other right. until I introduced them. So so many and and they have benefited from the dialogue, and they both approach their businesses differently, right? But they're learnings both ways. And uh, as bankers, we often uh, have relationships with other business owners, with other CPAs, attorneys, other critical individuals, and what we call centers of influence in those geographies where those small businesses are operating, and we're able to facilitate those engagements and it's it's always mutually beneficial.
0: So final question Derek is um and I posed the same question actually to Lee from EY um and, and the question is why? You know like why why is Wells Fargo doing this? And there there is nothing wrong in saying we're doing it because we're looking for future customers here. There's nothing wrong with that and in fact that's exactly what Lee said. That was one of the reasons why they were doing it. Um so is it is it 100% altruistic or you know, is there, you know, is there motivation for Wells Fargo and other big brands to do the same kind
1: of thing? Well, thank you for the question, Gene. And I'll start by saying, we're doing it because it's part of living our purpose. And our purpose is to serve clients and help them succeed to the best of our ability. So that is first thing. And then second, reiterating what I said earlier, small businesses are just like the water on the earth. They're essential to the health of our U.S. economy. So what better investment can we make in our own future in investing in our small businesses and supporting their success? Because that will lead to our success as a financial institution.
0: It's great. Derek Ellington is the head of small business banking at Wells Fargo. Derek, uh, thank you for sharing this information. The programs that Derek is talking about, Hope USA, um, again, go to wellsfargo.com and you can find more information about Hope USA if you're a small business in one of those 16 communities around the country where you can get help and resources to beautify your business. Um, and what was the other program, Derek, that we talked about where there was funding from Wells Are Fargo? Open, open for open, business Open for business, Fargo. right. And that is still available. And again, you can find that on wellsfargo.com. Um, Again, Derek, thanks so much for joining.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: You too. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychecks can help visit the resource hub at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychecks can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care.
1: This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.